0: Good morning. Good morning. It's cold. (laughs) Good morning, Tallahassee. How are you this morning? It's a great day in Tallahassee and you're listening to Wave 94, 94 94.1. Escape to Heaven even while you turn over in that bed. Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. I don't know. I've been thinking about escape to heaven, but you know what? The Lord brought to my mind, what's going to happen when heaven comes to earth? Like, oh, my God, I don't think I was thinking about heaven coming to earth. But isn't that kind of like what it's all about? And, um, you know, we believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior, our Lord, the Alpha and Omega raised from the dead, by the power of God. And as he was preparing to leave his disciples, and we're not talking about the 40 days that he came back on earth, we're saying before the crucifixion, he gave them some words of warning over there in John, the 16th chapter. And I want to start at the seventh verse, okay? So, what we're looking at today is Yes, we're living during turbulent and perilous times. That's what it appears like. And it appear, I mean, just looking at uh, California and all that it's going through right now. I mean, my God, have you seen? And then Selma, Alabama, the tornadoes. Uh, it's like the wrath Is this the wrath of God? Or no, it's not. This is the beginning of sorrows. Or maybe this is the preparation for the beginning of sorrows. Whatever it is, it makes you say, Where do I hide? Is there a place that I can escape to? And normally we do say, Escape to heaven. But today it dawned on me that, you know, in reality, heaven is literally going to come back to earth, heaven being our Lord and Savior. Amen. So in John, the 16th chapter, the 7th verse, let's start there, because what happened then when Jesus left? And so here's what he's saying prophetically, which now you and I are actually living through. So he says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I, Jesus, go away But if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And let's talk about the comforter. Um, Over there in just the previous chapters where he introduces that about the comforter, he says... um, When the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And you also, meaning you and I, the disciples, shall bear witness because, and those particular disciples have been with Jesus from the beginning, that three and a half year or three year period that um, he, he preached the word and went from city to city, performing miracles, and so forth. So, back to John, the 16th chapter, it says, when the Spirit of truth, the Comforter, is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So, three things that Holy Spirit is doing now that he's on the earth. Of sin, because they believe not on Jesus. Of righteousness, because Jesus, I go to my Father, and you see me no more, not on the earth realm. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Now, I found that one sentence to be so interesting, because are we saying that, or is Jesus saying, from the moment that Holy Spirit came upon the earth, Up there, you know, in the upper room, which I went to Israel and I was in the upper room that they have built now, you know, because no matter what we see, you know, that's a lot of that is new, new building in a sense. But um, the upper room, I was in there and the upper room is where we had the 120 believers um, and then the Holy Spirit came upon them and the fire of tongues. My question is, is Jesus saying from the moment the Holy Spirit came to earth, meaning heaven came to earth, actually, did these three things occur? Okay, because it says here, when the comforters come, he will reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. So, the prince of this world has already been judged. Hmm, wow. Wow. So, when the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you and I into all truth. For He will not speak of Himself, and whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak. He will show you things to come. And, And the Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus. For He shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. A lot of times we think about everlasting, eternal and um, I think most of the time when we as believers think about it, or anyone, we think about eternal life, everlasting life. Well, I believe that we never die anyway. So that means whether you accept Jesus or not, you have eternity because we are spirit beings that are incast in this earthly vessel. So it's not like when your body ceased to function, then in the Bible it tells us that you know, our body turns back to dust. That's that's not about whether you're saved, sanctified, or filled with the Holy Spirit. That's just period. And our breath goes back to God because He's the one that gave us the breath of life. Our soul lives forever. The accumulation of all that we've done. Our soul is our our will, our intellect, our emotions, our mind. That's our soul. That lives forever, and that's also a spiritual matter, okay? So the reason why I brought all that up, because it says here in John the 16th chapter, and I'm taking my time today, that uh, the comforter, okay, He shall glorify Jesus, and he shall only speak the things that he hear. And then verse 15, this is Jesus talking, saying, All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. So Holy Spirit shows us what Jesus is all about. A little while, and you shall not see me. And again, a little while you shall see me because I go to the Father. So I brought up the everlasting matter because I really believe that what Holy Spirit is uh, here to show you and I is our everlasting inheritance. It's already given that we live forever. The matter is where will your eternity be? Will it be with Holy Father the creator of heaven and earth, holy one of Israel. Will it be with Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, Alpha and Omega? Will it be with the Holy Spirit? Will it be with the angels, the obedient angels of the Lord? Or will you land in hell, a place not designed for you or I? You know, a place where the fallen, meaning fallen from righteousness, right standing with God, Fallen from the grace of God, which did they, they were not ever supposed to need the grace of God. They were angels. They are still angels, spiritual beings that were created to be of assistance to the management of eternity of the universe, really. But those, some of those that were placed to watch over the earth decided otherwise, decided not to be in agreement with God. And so, therefore, there's another place created for those disobedient angels, and it's called hell. Okay, wow. So, the question is, Holy Spirit, the Comforter, has a purpose, and His purpose is, to show you and I, to lead us into all truth, into the reality of things, to to be certain or to at least offer to us the opportunity to receive revelation. Amen? And revelation, see, you and I, we cannot do any better. We can't. We can't do anything better until we have revelation. So, Today, what we're discussing, and this is Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, we're discussing heaven coming to earth. Instead of you and I escaping to heaven, what happens when heaven comes to earth? So I started out there because Jesus, before he left, kind of made us understand that I'm coming back. That's the point he wanted his um, disciples to know that he would be coming back. So, that's where that whole concept is introduced, in a sense. I mean, of course, we have the prophets, but we're talking about Jesus right now. (laughs) And so, heaven coming back to earth, what does that mean? Well, you and I have to be prepared, okay? Um, The gospel, which is the fact of Jesus uh, giving his life, being the lamb, the lamb, that take away the sins of the world, that's the gospel, that by grace, you know, we can be reconciled with Jesus, with the Father again, okay? So, how do we prepare? How does heaven come back to earth? Well, first of all, it's spiritual. So, I'm going to go to Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, And um, we don't want the gospel to be hidden because the God of this world, he blinds the minds of those that believe not so that the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, would not shine unto them. So, we don't preach... As ministers of reconciliation, believers are that. We do not preach our lives. We can talk about the fact that we've been converted, but we are to preach Christ Jesus, the Lord, okay? Why, for God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So that's the treasure that we have in our, in our essence, our physical body and our inside of us. We have the excellency of the power of God, not of ourselves, right? And so we're on the earth, mainly exemplifying Jesus. And it it's the Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us. We submit so that the glory of the Father and Jesus can shine through us so that those on earth who are blinded by the God of this world can see the light that God has commanded. Amen. Remember, way back in creation or restoration, however you look at it, Genesis 1-2, remember, the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the dark (laughs) and then we heard you know God said oh I feel the Holy Spirit as I'm talking right now and the Lord said let there be light you know from that very moment the light of the Lord has been permitted to shine but after the fall of Adam and Eve we needed the light now to shine in us individually So that we can show this dying world, this dark world, the original intent of God. Amen. Second Corinthians, fourth chapter, starting at the eighth verse says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed because we're living in this world, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down. But not destroyed, always hearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So you and I, we're carrying the glory of this insane, this incredible event that God the Father did purpose through his son Jesus. That even though his image, that he created us in his image and likeness. So even though he created us and we fell away, that he actually develop a plan of action to bring us back to His original intent for our design. Okay, so then we have the same spirit of faith, you know? And uh, because we have that spirit of faith, I'm still in Second Corinthians chapter 4, knowing that he, meaning God, which raised up the Lord Jesus, shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you for all things are for your sake that the abundant grace through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Now I want to stop because that's a lot of words. I want us to understand these words. <laughs> so we know that God raised Jesus from the dead, Right? And by that same power, he's going to raise you and I up. Again, that's evidence of heaven coming to earth because the power of the almighty God, the creator of all things, will raise you up in that day when Jesus come with the voice of an angel, you know, the trumpet sounding, his power has the ability to raise you from the dead. Just as we know this by reading the Word of God, Jesus did it with Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And when he said that, from a state of decay, he had been dead four days. So his body was decaying, worms and everything. And yet, by the voice of Jesus... Lazarus was made whole instantly and came forth. That means that you and I, we have hope, we have faith that our God is able to raise us from the dead. He's able that even as we are alive for the rapture, the catching up, He's able to, in a twinkling of an eye, to convert us from carnality to spirit in order to be raptured up and caught up with Jesus at that moment and at that time when heaven comes to earth amen so i'm going back to the word of god second corinthians 4 chapter for which cause we faint not so that's why don't give up you know, keep hope alive. <laughs> this is Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> and uh, I remember Jesse Jackson used to say, keep hope alive. <laughs> and I used to know him in my day. And so, uh, yeah, keep hope alive. Because even though our body outwardly decays and perish, our spirit, our inward man, if, as long as you keep reading the Word of God, Uh, fellowshipping with Holy Spirit, we're renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Why? Because now, even though we're living on earth, we're not looking at the things of earth. We're learning how to look at the things which are not seen. Okay. For the things which are seen are temporal, meaning that they won't last forever. <laughs> but the things which are not seen are eternal. So when I go over to 2 Corinthians the 5th chapter, okay? Looking at the uh, 17th verse, and this is why you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And maybe I should read that over there in Romans right quick, you know, uh to remind all of us how do we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior in this Romans the uh, 10th chapter because that's what we must do. It says here for Christ is the end of the law because if we're under the law, we 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 cannot live under the law because we will we'll be condemned. Alright? So, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. Okay? So, righteousness, which is of faith, it says this in your heart, it says, Who shall ascend into heaven? And that means who's going to bring Christ down from heaven? Okay? Or, who shall ascend into the deep? Meaning, who's going to bring up Christ again from the dead? I know the answer. And you should know the answer now. And guess what? Only God can do those two things. Only God can bring Christ down from heaven as he did when the Holy Spirit uh, overshadowed the Virgin Mary, okay? And only Christ, only God was able to bring Christ up from dead world back to life again. And then he walks around for 40 days teaching about the kingdom of God. He ate food too, ate fish. Walk through walls? Who can do that? Only God. But what say it. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. But if you're not able to say that God did that, that's a problem. Because the word, like you heard me say it, it got to come out of my mouth. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. And that is the word of faith which is preached. So, how do you know, how do anyone know if you're operating in the word of faith? Okay? If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. So, that's how you become uh, a part of Christ. That's how you become a person in Christ. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And guess what? There's no difference between Jews and Gentiles, okay? Because the same Lord overall is rich upon all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's how you become a person in Christ. So we go back over to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, starting at 17th verse. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who has reconciled us, you and I, to himself by Jesus Christ. And once you and I are reconciled from a sinful state of being, meaning a state of disobedience, to one of obedience unto the will of the Lord, okay? immediately a reconciliation, a ministry of reconciliation is also released unto us. What does that mean? That God was in Christ, okay? Reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses, but instead committing unto them the word of reconciliation. So that means you and I are ambassadors for Christ, Okay. So we are intercessors. That's what we are. So when heaven comes to earth, as it did, embodied in Jesus, the word made flesh, right? And then he made disciples by giving to them the word that God gave him, doing the things that the Lord told him to do, then you and I have the opportunity to be reconciled back into God through Jesus Christ by Jesus Christ by faith, as Romans ten uh, showed us, and once we do that, we are a new creature, Amen. So that's that's what that is about. Now, as an ambassador for the Lord, we are workers with Him, okay, and so that means that. Once today is the day that you and I need to make sure that we have done the works <laughs> unto salvation. And we now know that it's primarily based upon faith, right? By faith, you're saved by grace. So in all these things, though, approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience, and afflictions, and necessities, and distresses, stripes, imprisonments, tumults, labors, watchings, fastings. So we're in that. But then how do we go through that to prove that we are ministers of reconciliation? Well, we're in, we know we got to start up with patience while we're in afflictions and distresses and all the problems of the world, but we go through it by verse number 6, pureness, knowledge, long-suffering, kindness, holy ghost, love unfeigned, that mean without conditions, <laughs> by the word of truth, power of God, armor of righteousness, on the right and on the left. This is how we go through it. So, are we, are you an ambassador? Are you really an ambassador of God? Because no matter what kind of report, evil, good, deceivers, true, known, unknown, chastened, not killed, we, this is what we are to exemplify on the planet. And then finally, we are to live separately. So we can't live like the world, see? See? So we cannot be unequally yoked with unbelievers. What fellowship does righteousness have with unrighteousness? How do you commune light and dark? You can't. You know, how do you have Christ and Bilal or Baal be together? You can't. It's one or the other. Are you a temple of God or a temple of idols? So if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Heaven has come to earth already in you, and guess what? You are a temple of the living God. So, as God has said, I will dwell in them, walk in them, be their people, and they shall be my people. He will be a father unto you, and you will be his sons and daughters, said the Lord Almighty. I'm going to pray for all of us right now. Father God, we thank you for your word. Lord God, we are learning how to not just escape to heaven, but to understand that heaven is dwelling inside of us. And that heaven has come to earth in the form of your son, Jesus, and now the Comforter, who is leading and guiding us into all realities and all truths. And Father, we give you the praise and the glory. And we thank you, Lord, that on this day where people are celebrating liberty, God, you have indeed made us free and the Bible lets us know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God, we rejoice and we thank you. And we look forward to our reuniting with Jesus in the sky. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Lord God, I appreciate you and everybody in Land. I can't wait to see you again. God bless you. See you next week. Hi. We'll be